And then we can say, first things first, what is true here and now? We're taking a nice deep breath when we feel that activation, okay? So these are your resources. This is a bit of like your step-by-step for today, okay? And you can take this with you as you move through your different situations and take this with you today as we wrap up this episode. When we get activated, we think, okay, no, no. I am showing up for myself right here, right now. I've got this. I can handle this. I am here for myself right here, right now. You are listening to the Mindful Psychology Podcast, a podcast designed to explore mindfulness, psychology, neuroscience, and various aspects of holistic health. My name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm also a therapist, an educator, and a yoga teacher. Join me and brilliant guests as we explore various topics and offer you actionable steps so that you can be informed and intentional about your health and well-being. Now sit back, relax, maybe take a notebook out, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode. So it is spring month, which means summer is coming. <laughs> but before summer, we have spring, of course, and spring is still really nice. It's always uh, it's always fun to see the days get longer, to um, feel the temperatures get warmer, like the temperatures increase. That's fun, right? <laughs> so uh, it's very nice, very exciting. Days are getting longer. Well, I mean, the days have been getting longer for a while, but... It's happening. It's happening. The sun is setting at six now, pretty much, kind of. Or actually, even at six, it's not fully fully set. But anyway, so six o'clock and we have just the days getting longer. We have the temperatures rising and the sun getting stronger and stronger <laughs> as we approach summer. So that's exciting. Also, uh, it's been almost a year since I stopped being active on social media and that's fun because it's it's incredible how time went by and it's it's really nice to see how I'm still able to connect with all, so many of you without social media, so that's been fun to see. But what I wanted to say was that even though I'm not on social media anymore and even though I'm not sharing things about my life in that way, I still do share things on my website, uh, in my newsletter, on here sometimes, and I... Um, I don't know. I have I have moments where I share things that are happening behind the scenes, you know. Um, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, I said I sent my newsletter to you guys, and I announced our wedding, and I talked about some different plans we have this year, and so I'll be sharing things like that as well with all of you, if you're interested, and if you're. F- if you find it fun to, to get some updates on, on uh, what's going on behind the scenes and what we have planned, um, but you can also find updates like that on my website, and I share different stories and I'm starting to create a bit more content like that on my website because I think it's time I used to do that a lot more and so now I want to share those things and it's it's fun as like a journaling practice but it's also really fun to share and to to yeah to, to, to share those things with you and I also put updates in my newsletter 
Um, if you're not signed up to my newsletter yet, you can. Uh, not not for the personal updates, but for the actual content. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not using my, my personal life as a selling point because I, I don't want to disappoint you when you realize <laughs> that it's not that interesting. Um, no, but it's I mean that more for the content. Um, and of course, the free ebook that you get when you when you subscribe. So um, you get the free Anxiety and Boundaries ebook. But also, uh, I do share some updates and I do share some adventures and some things you know, that we have planned and I talk about some adventures we have coming up, some travel, uh, exciting things we're looking forward to, uh, different ways that we get involved um, and the way that we, we um, like some different events that I might have coming up or different places where I might be teaching or doing different things uh, for yoga, or for even just different speaking events or things like that. Um, also for volunteer work that we do and different projects that we get involved in. I'd like to start sharing a little bit more of that as well. So that's kind of what I've devoted one of the pages to. And uh, and I will start adding more things there and update it. But of course, I'm always happy to share on here and <laughs> in my newsletter. And uh, and yeah, so it's a nice way for you guys to get some behind the scenes, for you guys to stay up, up to date. Uh, not really up to date, but just, you know, know what's going on out there, uh, oh, not out there, but over here and, uh, and things like that. So it's fun and it's fun to, to do that and interact with you guys in that way. On that note, thank you so much for those of you who sent me all your kind words. Uh, when I, when I sent the newsletter a couple weeks ago, it's very nice of you to, to think of us and to reach out. So thank you. And, uh, I will be sending more things out as we go along. Uh, we will be away in May. So that's what the, we're talking about right now. Um, that's where we're going to be uh, for the wedding and the ceremony or our wedding and our ceremony. I don't know why I said it so like the wedding, like ours, <laughs> not just some random wedding that we're going to. Um, <laughs> so ours. And um, and so that's what's happening in May. We have some friends coming next month. We can officially already say it's next month, but it's technically it's the end of April. So it's in almost two months, a bit less than two months. But it's, it's still, we can say next month, which is very exciting. So, um, so yeah, we've been waiting for them to come back since they left at the beginning of, uh, October was it? or at the beginning of September. Anyway, we've been waiting for them to come back. So we're very excited to see our friends. And, uh, and then we have some other friends coming later in the summer and some different plans there. And also, can you believe that it's been five years since I moved away from Canada? That's half a decade. That's half a decade. That's crazy, right? It just feels like it was yesterday that I was like, yeah, I'm going to, to move. I'm going to travel and then move to London. And <laughs> and then and now here we are. And uh, and that's that's all of that. To think that at the time I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have any of this stuff. We didn't know each other. You didn't know who I was. <laughs> and and all of this didn't exist yet. So it's kind of funny to think of, of how life happens and how things change. And on one in one way, five years feels like a long time, but then at the same time, it just feels like it flew by. Um, so that's always nice to look at. So we have some things planned to celebrate that in August, because technically it's going to be five years in August. Um, not really. It's not been five years yet. This time, five years ago, I was living in my apartment in Montreal, finishing uh, a semester of uni and looking forward to leaving, <laughs> looking forward to to. Um, embarking on the journey that would be that would end up becoming the next five years that would lead me here right now leaving you this message and uh and beginning this episode that i'm sure you're waiting for me to actually get to so with that in mind <laughs> let's dive in so i'm going to use this analogy because today i was sitting outside looking at 
the sky, staring into the abyss. No, but I was looking, I was sitting outside and um, it's a sunny day, but there are a couple of clouds. And every now and then the cloud would pass, cover the sun. I'd get frustrated. <laughs> oh, we're not frustrated, but I'd be like, okay, that's annoying. It would start to feel a little bit chillier. Then the cloud would pass. I'd be like, oh, wow, the sun. And then the cloud would pass and so on and so forth. You can see. And apparently it was like the first time every time because I was like, oh, it's colder now. Oh, it's so warm. Oh, it's chillier now. Oh, it's so warm. And so that was happening. Um, very entertaining. I know. Very exciting stuff. Um, as I said, join that newsletter. You'll get more of this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, and so, yeah, so I was looking at that and, you know, we often in yoga talk about, or in meditation, we'll talk about looking at our thoughts as clouds passing by, right? And we use this analogy to sort of demonstrate this idea of, of not attaching to the thoughts or at the very least, just not letting our entire world get clouded, right? By these thoughts, or by these clouds. And so I like to think of it like that, even though it's very difficult sometimes because our thoughts and our feelings can feel so strong and so overpowering that it's hard to imagine them as clouds passing by because they don't feel like they pass by. They don't feel like they pass. And and the feeling doesn't just go away and the thoughts don't just go away. And so it's difficult to think of that, right? Especially when we're dealing with very difficult thoughts um, or pain and these different things. And it, I think it helps when we when we can feel it and see it. And obviously we can't make that happen. It's either one of those days or it's not. I get that. But it's always nice to be reminded. So when I was sitting outside today, I was thinking, oh my God, every time a cloud passes by and covers the sun for a couple of moments, I'm just thinking, wow, it changes the, 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 the vibe outside, right? It feels a little chillier, even though it's the same day and the same sun and the same weather, like the same temperature, it feels cooler. Fair enough. There's a, there's a thick, you know, cloud and then it passes and then there's the sun beaming again and there's that warmth. And then this continued and I thought, but it's the same thing with our thoughts and feelings, isn't it? Like this is what we're talking about when we use that analogy. And when we see that cloud, even when it is overpowering and it's changing the temperature or it's feeling a bit cooler or it suddenly feels like a dark day or, you know, sometimes it's a bigger cloud, a thicker cloud, a darker cloud, you know, and our thoughts are the same. Sometimes they're thicker, darker, right? Sometimes they're, they're really fluffy and light and pretty and they can make the sun and they don't really affect the weather or they don't affect the heat or something like that, right? So... It, I, I just think it's the same with our thoughts and feelings. And so as, I, as this was passing, I thought, well, what a great way to introduce this episode as we talk about learning to trust and developing secure attachment as we continue the mini-series and also wrap it up and also just talk about these things. We talk about a lot of these things on the show all the time, and the mini-series was really just a way to go in-depth, but it's not like we're not going to talk about attachment anymore or about security anymore, so... Let's talk about trust. Let's let's do all of that. So when we talked about the, the attachment styles last week and, and in the previous weeks, we talked about how with all insecure attachment styles, whether it would whether it was disorganized or organized, but they were insecure. So of, of course with the disorganized attachment we have the same theme. And then with the organized attachment, we have that insecurity in the anxious and dismissive attachments. That insecurity, we narrowed it down to a fundamental lack of trust, right? If we had to pick one word or one way to describe that, especially for the purposes of this episode, we would call it a lack of trust. So with this in mind, 
I decided to make an episode about learning to trust and also understanding how to maintain that trust and build it even when it's hard, even when our thoughts and our feelings might be getting the best of us, especially when they're getting the best of us. And and then with that, I thought, well, how can we do that when it just feels so overpowering? Like, how can we create that? And then when I saw the weather and the clouds and the sun, I was thinking, okay, well, how did I tell myself Okay, well, don't get blue because a couple clouds are passing or don't get blue because the sun is hidden right now. What we do know to be true is that the sun is still there. It's always there and it will come out again and that these clouds will pass. And even though we can't control how fast they pass and even though we can't control how they move, we can control what we do when the cloud is there. Just like we can control what we do when the sun is there. If we want to not experience the sun and not be there and not enjoy the weather, we don't have to. If we don't want to let the clouds bring us down and we want to experience good weather or a good mood, even when the clouds are there, then that is also a choice. And so I was thinking, okay, we can talk about this in terms of developing trust. Now, before we get into all of this, it's important to understand that I don't mean that it's always up to us. Obviously, there are circumstances. There are things that we cannot control. There are also other people. Of course, we cannot control other people and how they behave. And then also there are other things that happen, other things that we feel, and we can't control those either. I'm not suggesting that everything is up to us and that no matter how hard something is, we simply have to tell ourselves that we need to be in a good mood or that everything is going to be okay. I know that in moments like that, that's the furthest thing from what we're thinking. And I, I would not disagree with that. And if I were, and when I'm in one of those moments, if I'm feeling blue or if I'm struggling with something, I'm not thinking, well, everything's going to be okay because it will pass and I'm going to be fine. So I, I, I should be fine now. Whilst that can sometimes be helpful. And I do try to tell myself that like this will pass and I will see a better day. And when I put things in perspective and I look at the bigger picture, whilst that is true, it's not all that there is to it. So today we're going to talk about the other parts of that, how we can get into really what's going on there when we are struggling and and learning to develop trust. We'll also talk about how to develop trust when it's not about being challenged by a situation or by a person or a dynamic or a mood or something like that. We're going to talk first about developing or learning to trust in general And then we're going to talk about how that can translate to difficult situations. Okay, so let's get into that. So we know that that fundamental lack of trust is a common theme in the insecure attachment styles. So we'll see that in the anxious preoccupied attachment style. We'll see it in the dismissive avoidant attachment style. And we'll see it especially in the disorganized attachment style. Now, if you're thinking about what these different attachment styles are, please refer to the previous episodes so that you can have a greater understanding of of how we've broken all of that down. And then this will make more sense. But essentially, we have the organized and the disorganized. Within the organized, we have secure, anxious, and dismissive. And then in disorganized, it's just disorganized as a a whole. And that's how we've divided it for this mini-series and how we'll divide it on the show. And so when we talk about that fundamental lack of trust and that being what creates this insecurity and this fear and this and this inability to let go or let our guard down we need we know that then that is something we need to work on that is something that we need to develop and so wherever you fall on the scale 
And whatever you identify with, even if it's more than one of the attachment styles at different times and different relationships, if there's a lack of trust and a lack of security, this is something we need to develop. So how can we start to do that? So first things first, our security has to begin and end with us. So it's not a question only of having secure attachments or being with secure and safe people, although obviously that is very important and we will get to that. The security and the trust have to come from within. And a really good way of starting to do that is yes, with therapy, (laughs) but also with ourselves, what we can do. If we were lacking something in our upbringing or if an experience in our life or a set of or a series of experiences in our lives challenged our sense of security and trust in ourselves and the world and the people around us, then we need to learn to reinstill trust inside of us. Because if our foundation is that the world is not trustworthy and that people are not trustworthy, then we also have a lack of trust inside ourselves. Even when we do say, no, I can handle myself, I only trust myself, like this extreme aloneness or I am an island, I can take care of myself, I don't need anyone, even that is a fundamental lack of trust. And it might not even necessarily be that much trust, that much trust in ourselves as much as just a really strong fear of trusting anyone else. And we don't trust ourselves enough to get close to anyone. We don't trust that we're going to know how to handle it and that we can let go. We don't always know that we're thinking these thoughts, but we also don't trust ourselves. When we have a lack of of trust, we have to look at how much we really trust ourselves to make decisions and to behave in certain ways. So how can we start to instill trust inside of ourselves? So we've talked about some of these things before and we did start to talk about them last episode, but let's talk about them more now. One thing that can be really helpful is starting with small promises that you can keep to yourself and a little routine right with that promise or with those promises and build over time so what this does really is that it holds you accountable and it keeps you consistent and that regularity that consistency and that promise keeping will start to be build trust inside of yourself you will know that you can trust yourself because you show up for yourself every day and you make that promise and you keep it to yourself and if this was something that was lacking in some way shape or form in your upbringing or in experiences that came to remove your security reinstilling your light reinstilling that in to yourself and adding consistency and promise keeping and showing upness <laughs> and just continuing to show up is going to be something that creates trust inside of you so you can decide that every morning you take five minutes to take deep breaths and just sit with, with yourself that's a really good one for example because not only are you getting present in the moment which of course is very very helpful in developing security But you're also doing things that soothe the nervous system. Taking deep breaths, checking in with yourself, doing a body scan, seeing how your feelings are that day, what thoughts are going through your mind, what sensations you have in the body, how everything is feeling, how your breath is feeling, how your heartbeat feels. And doing that kind of scan and sitting with yourself not only connects you to the moment, but it connects you to yourself, right? It allows you to show up and be there for yourself, hold that space for yourself, which is something really, really, really important. And it actually regulates your nervous system. It actually tells your nervous system, hey, we're here, we're good, everything's okay, and stuff like that. You know, that nice and easy, soothing energy is going to be very, very helpful for you. 
Another thing that's good is, for example, journaling. We talked about this a bit last time, but I'm going to say it again. Journaling is helpful because sometimes if we're just thinking or thinking out loud when we're talking, we're not necessarily processing our feelings. Yes, it can be helpful to talk them out, obviously. I mean, it's a huge part of therapy and talking to even a loved one um, about what we're feeling is so good for sorting through our feelings, but so is writing it down because you have to think slower like more slowly when you're writing and you have to take your time to write and then that calms you and then you take your time to to say what you want to say you see your thoughts there you see your feelings and it just slows everything down and it also makes you observe your thoughts and your feelings and then you can sort of look at the page and say huh so this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm feeling this is what comes to mind this is what I've decided to put to paper because we're not going to write down every single thing we're thinking we're going to write down as much as possible, but there are still some micro thoughts or some some little things that we won't necessarily write down that we would say. And even when we say something, it might not be everything that we're thinking, right? We can't necessarily always keep up with everything we're thinking, right? So when we talk things out, we're actually starting to, we're beginning to slow down. And then when we write, we're really slowing it down. And so that can be very helpful too. And then making that promise to yourself every day and keeping it is going to be very helpful for you. Another thing could be to take care of your health. This one's a really big one and often one that goes to the wayside when we're when we're going through things in our life. You know, is life happens and not all periods of our life are going to, of our lives are going to be as smooth, okay? And sometimes when things are less smooth or a little bit more challenging, certain really important parts of our of our existence will fall to the wayside like for example self self care like our health our diet exercise things like that and even these little prom- these little um promises like journaling like taking some time to do a body scan or to breathe and things like that so it's always really important even if it's a small thing to make sure that we do it every day like for example making sure that you hydrate every day making sure that you eat right every day right we want to make sure that we're having good nutritious meals that we're not under eating or overeating or eating things that are bad for us caring for our gut health because as you may or may not know our gut is our second brain so very 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 important to make sure that we have good gut health that our gut is in top condition and and do whatever needs to be done there uh, that's a really good one and of course hydration because we are mostly made up of water so making sure that we're meeting our bodies with that necessary water and I don't just mean water in the food that we eat um, I mean actually drinking water <laughs> and uh, and I know because I had someone tell me once like well I put water in my coffee and that's not what I mean <laughs> I don't mean that coffee uh, that water I mean like actually having a bottle of water, a glass of water, something like that, right? It can be really helpful too to get yourself a jug and tell yourself that by the end of the day you want to finish that jug or something like that or have a water bottle and say, okay, I'm going to have three of those. Like I'm going to refill it three times. Um, Also, you can say that if you have three meals a day, you can have a bottle before each meal or one after each meal um, and then just refill it and then keep it full next to you and make sure that you have to have it or something like that. Um, because often when we wait until we're thirsty, 
our body's already been lacking water for some time. So that's a really good way to, to make sure that you're reminded of that. Also, if you don't like the taste of water, you can maybe add something in it, like some lemon or cucumber. I like those or some mint. So good. So fresh. Um, so, so those can be really fun. Um, and then of course, having nutritious meals, these are really good. And not only is that going to fuel you and give you more energy and make you feel better overall, and not only is your, your stomach going to be happy, so your second brain is going to be happy, but your first brain, your main brain, your, your headquarters, your brain is going to be happy. Then, of course, the fact that you're keeping this promise to yourself every day and you're showing up for yourself every day, you will be able to say, you know, I've been feeling good. I've been waking up every day and I've been doing my body scan, my breathing. I've been journaling. I've been hydrating all day. I've been eating really good meals. I look forward to making my nutritious meals. Or you can do meal prep. Who doesn't love a meal prep, right? <laughs> you can do some meal prep and then say, you know, every Sunday I'm going to do some meal prep for a few days and then Wednesdays I can do another meal prep or I'll do it once a week or something like that. Or you can look forward to making your meals every day or every other day, whatever it is. And then you set it up for yourself and then you know that those nutritious meals are there for you and you're picking foods that are good for you, you know, and taking that time to be conscious, to be mindful of what you're putting into your body and being mindful of how you're living. Like, for example, cooking and making your meals and doing the meal prep and hydrating and so on and so forth, right? And not just doing things mindlessly. Another really good thing is organizing your space, right? Like this is such an important one because we often let that one go as well, right? Like, oh, I'll clean that later or it's not the time. I'm not going to clean that now. But having a nice routine um, for your chores is really helpful. Like I found that that's been very helpful for me as well because sometimes life can get busy and time can pass and then all this time has passed and you know chores have not gotten done and then that needs to get done and then that needs to get done so I usually will do my chores on on set days right it depends what I need to do or what my week looks like but typically it will be I, I'll do a deep clean every Friday I quite like that feeling of waking up on a Friday doing my yoga doing my training and then showering of course, having good meals along that whole time <laughs> and staying hydrated, that's a really big thing for me as well. But I, as in like I do those things, I'm already high with my energy, I'm aligned. And then I get ready to do the, the chores. I put a load of laundry in, I clean the bathroom, clean the kitchen, um, you know, like put things outside to air out, uh, do another load of laundry, put those things out. And so that's really helpful for me and just getting all the things done. Um, and then, and also depending, you know, how many loads of laundry you have to do, maybe you do some every day, you know, you wake up in the morning, you do your body scan, have a nice glass of water with some cucumber and mint in it, just throwing this out there, you know, <laughs> and then put a load of laundry in, you could do a bit of journaling, get up, have a nice breakfast, you know, something like that, get a little bit of a groove, a little bit of a routine around it. Um, and something that you do, it could even be that you you listen to one of your favorite songs as you're putting the laundry in. Like if you feel like you don't have any time around your tasks, then maybe trying to spice up the task itself, making it a little bit more present, pleasant and being a little bit more present in it. So, for example, if you feel like time just escapes you or you really don't have time to add anything in your schedule, then perhaps saying, okay, well, when I'm going to do that task, I'm going to listen to the, to my favorite tune and make it really fun. Or, you know, I'm going to make sure that when I go do that, I know that after I'm having a glass of water. You don't just squeeze in those 30 seconds to pour yourself a nice glass of water and have it, you know, or, or, Put an alarm for yourself on your phone and every two hours you take a nice 
big body stretch. You know, you just have a nice, luxurious stretch, three deep belly breaths, and crack on with your day. Or take about 50 steps around your house or around your space just to get your blood flowing a little bit and sit back down or do or continue doing whatever you're doing. Little things like this to tell yourself, your your person, your being, hey, I see you, I hear you, I've got you, and I'm showing up for you in this way. So that's always really, really helpful is making those little, planting those little seeds and then growing from there. And, and it will become natural. Then it's like, oh, I'm doing this. Now I also want to do that because you're feeling good and you're, you're planting those seeds. You're watering those seeds. And then, oh, you have a plant. And then, oh, you have a garden of, yeah, I want to tend to that every day. I want to do that. And then you start to have these different pockets of joy in your life, these things that keep you going, that keep you fueled, energized, happy, and motivated, right? That keep you wanting to come back to tend to yourself and to be there for yourself. And what better way to practice self-love than to plant seeds of kindness and love and consistency, for yourself, right? Being like, yeah, maybe I don't know consistency and maybe I don't know what it's like to be able to keep promises or to, maybe I don't know what it feels like to be able to trust someone or to believe that someone can keep their promises. But you know, I have to start keeping my promises to myself. That's what I have to do first. Keep my promises to myself. Look at what I want my life to be and how I want my life to to go what I want my life to be filled with and I need to provide for myself. I need to provide that promise keeping and that joy and that consistency. I need to show up for myself and hold that space for myself. And then when I see what that feels like and what that takes, I'm more likely to attract people who do the same thing. I'm more likely to find people who do the same thing for themselves and who are happy to do the same thing for me. And I'll be happy to do the same thing for them. And then we get into secure attachment, healthy relationships, and all of that fun jazz, right? So that's a good thing. And it's not always easy. And that's the thing. Even when it gets hard, even when it's challenging, that's when we have to stay consistent. That's the thing. So as we talk about all of this and we talk about how, you you know, those, those clouds will cover the sun, right? Or those thoughts and feelings will become overwhelming. And then why would I want to do those nice things now? I wake up. I feel sad or I feel anxious or I feel all the things and now I don't feel like doing any of those good things. Why would I bother? I don't I can barely get out of bed. I can barely do that, but believe me, if you start slowly, even if that day all you do is stay in bed but take three deep breaths, keep a little promise to yourself. And then you might find that actually you want to get out of bed and do a big glorious body stretch nice big one, go get yourself a glass of water or something. And then you might say, you know, I actually feel so good when I just get on the mat. I get onto my yoga mat. I do a few stretches. Nothing can compare. I need that every day when I wake up. It just, it makes me feel alive. And then you'll want all your days to be filled with that. It's just like a non-negotiable. You need to get on that mat and do those stretches and Ah, and then take those deep breaths or smell your mat. Again, I know that sounds weird. I've said this before, but I love the smell of my yoga mat. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like it, it's, it always keeps a bit of that yoga mat smell. Anyway, um, and just smelling that is just so comforting, really, you know, or doing those little things that, you know, I know I need that. And especially when you're struggling or you're having a day, like you're having a difficult day, that's especially when you're supposed to resource. That's when you need to look within and say, what do I need? 
what makes me feel good what what will be good for me right now not oh i should really do that oh yeah i don't know i must i have to i better that that's not helpful that's going to be that's going to create a weird dynamic around these things that should bring you joy right that we want to make sure that th- those things still bring us joy that they're not an obligation or something that we're like oh yeah i better get on the mat oh yeah no 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 like i feel good when i drink water i'm going to go have a glass of water or like i know it's really good for me i'm going to go have one you know and then and then you get there it's, it's especially, and you know, even with, with physical activity, even when you're tired and you're like, oh, do I really feel like training right now? Or do I really feel like going for that run or whatever it is? It's like, I'm so tired. I just want to cocoon, stay in bed, whatever it is, you know? And then you're like, but you know, I always feel better after I do it because I feel good. I've kept that promise to myself. I've held myself accountable. I showed up. I did it to the best of my abilities. Obviously, we listen to our body as well. Sometimes rest really is what we need, and that's okay. But, you know, sometimes it's just that we need to we need that extra push. We go, we do our thing, and that's that. And then we feel better after because it's just an hour of our day or two hours of our day or whatever it is, right? Just like we do our chores or just like we do the other things that we might not always want to do, you know? And then we could start to find joy in them. Like, if I'm being honest, I actually quite like doing chores, Now, admittedly, I don't have children, so I don't have loads and loads of laundry to do every day. So I know that it might be different. You might be listening to me thinking like, oh my God, but I do three loads of laundry a day. I I cannot relate to that. So I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean that we should all love our chores. But I have to say that I I, I do enjoy doing chores or our chores. And it's fun. You turn on some music. uh, You know, you, you, you... well, that's pretty much the best part. <laughs> like, turn on some music, do your chores, and everything feels so nice and clean and feels good, and you get some things done, pass a nice little hoover, or you listen to a podcast, you listen to, to you know, an audiobook or something like whatever brings you joy, whatever makes you happy, and you, you get that done, and you clean your environment, and then when you organize the environment around you, and when you clean it, that's a conducive environment for for productivity and for peace, right? So yes, sometimes we need to be more productive and so it can help to just declutter a little bit, organize things, clean things up, uh, throw things out that need to be thrown, um, you know, take the rubbish out, things like that. It just makes us feel better that we know we're showing up, we're making our space look nice, we're tending to our space. We're making the conscious choice to tend to our space and then it makes us feel better. It feels good and so that's, a, that's one that I really enjoy. And then we get into a routine. I don't always feel equally excited. Like sometimes I don't feel like passing the the Hoover or the vacuum, right? Like I'm not always feeling up to it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, really? Like, I don't, okay, I'll do it. But then it always feels better after. I'm like, yay, you know? <laughs> and it's also just really fun, like... Just that feeling, even when it's because it's not only me who does the chores, of course, like we, like my, my Thomas does the chores as well. But uh, <laughs> but even when he does them, I mean, I quite enjoy doing them, um, and so does he. And so then when he'll do the chores, and then you know I come home or I see what's been done, and I'm like, wow, it feels so nice <laughs> to look at the space and be like, wow, so nice, so nice. Um, so that's a nice feeling. It's a good feeling. And uh, so doing little things like that, and. Um, yeah, making it making it a fun thing, and not just a, a a duty or even a chore. Just like tending to the home, tending to your space, seeing it like that, like a choice to almost part of your self love. Like I love myself, I love my space. I deserve to be in a nice, clean, tended to space. So I'm going to do that for myself. And just like we do that to our space on the outside, like our physical space, we want to do that to our internal space, our our not tangible space so our emotional uh mental ecosystem 
So everything that is our internal space, our internal, so tending to ourselves, doing that body scan, nourishing our bodies, um, doing the breathing and all of that. So those are really helpful. Now we're going to move to what this looks like in a bit more of a mental way, like in a bit more of a nervous system regulation type tending to. So we've done the space, the physical space, the, the, the keeping promises to ourselves, the doing the, the, like developing the trust inside of ourselves and how this will help us later on with our relationships. So when we're talking about our mind, so you can refer back to, to different episodes on um, how to regulate the nervous system and how to, and some steps to easing anxiety. There are episodes about that. So I don't want to do that again now because I don't want uh, this episode to be too, too long. But what we will talk about here is that idea of maintaining trust and developing trust. So if we feel activated by something or we're struggling with something, what I like to do first in moments like this, whether it's something that is just kind of nagging at me or whether it's something that happens, but something is causing some discomfort or some distress. So in moments like that, I first get back into the present moment and I get back into my body. I say, okay, I'm going to take some deep breaths. All right, and I'm going to breathe and make sure that my nervous system knows it doesn't have to go into a fight or flight response or a fight, flight, freeze or fawn response, right? So here we are. There's no actual life or death situation. I'm safe. All is well. All is good here and now. I have my life, my world, my internal ecosystem, my existence around me, my space, and these clouds passing by, these these difficult feelings or these difficult thoughts or even this difficult situation that is bringing up a lot of difficult thoughts and feelings. They are passing, but the constant, so the sun, the sun that I know is there and the sun I know will come out again, if that analogy resonates with you, is my security, my trust. I know that I am there for myself and that I my peace, the, the part of me that is pure, that is happy, that is connected, that is everything, that is what I need. Maybe for some of you, it's the part that is God or connected to God. Some of you might be where you feel most connected to the earth, whatever resonates with you in this moment. But that part of you inside that is your truest self, that pure heart center, that is the constant. And even when thoughts come in and, and feelings come in that can sometimes cloud that, we know it's there. And our work is to get back into that space. It doesn't mean ignoring the clouds. We do, we do have to process our feelings and we do need to process what's going on. And the only way out is through. So if there's something to process, we need to go through it. But what is there, what is constant, what we can trust in, is our sun, our heart center, our connection, or our connectedness to the earth, to a power, to ourselves, most importantly, yeah? That is our constant. And so what you build, that connection to self, that connection to security that you build through keeping promises to yourself every day, through learning to regulate your nervous system, through connection to yourself through healthy relationships through healing all of that is your constant everything that you need and maybe this is something you've never known 
Maybe you've never known this level of trust or this level of security. Maybe it doesn't come naturally to you and it might not come easily to you. But you deserve it. You deserve to feel safe and secure. That is your right to be here, to belong, to be part of this world, and to have your world, your life be made up of what brings you joy and be shared with people that love you and that respect you and that you love and respect. You deserve that. And so these clouds will sometimes come. They will. And they might block that sun. But the sun is always there. You are always there. And so you can resource to the things that bring you joy. Go call a loved one. Go call someone that makes you happy. Leave them a voice note or a text and just fill your heart with love. I know this might sound a bit woo-woo, okay? But it's, it, it works. When we are feeling activated or we are feeling blue or we are feeling sad or anxious or something like that, our nervous system is going into a stress response or we're in a stress response when we're activated like that and we need to know how to resource so that we can say, okay, nervous system, thank you for letting me know and alerting me to the situation and to what I might be fearing. I will take it from here. And if it even helps to name your nervous system or to name your ego or something like that, name it. Name them. Say, thank you so much for for notifying me. I'm going to take it from here. I don't have to stay in this stress response. Because aside from our, or on top of and before, <laughs> our the, the, the stress response that we develop or the triggers that we develop in our life, we have a stress response. There are millions of years of evolution that created our ability or our brain's ability to have a stress response and notify us that there's danger. That was not created after birth. We have that as living beings. What does happen after is how it gets triggered. What triggers it, how it gets triggered, and how we handle that. Or how we've learned to handle it or how we've learned to live, right? And how we can live now, what we can do now. It's all still happening. It's all still happening. So yes, we have a stress response. Yes, we have ego. Yes, we have all these things that function in our brain and our bodies. Like all these things are happening. We have systems, right? But we also have consciousness. We can be mindful. We can be aware. Okay, so there is information flowing in and out of our brains, our bodies, right? This is flowing through us. But our mind is not our brain or our body. Our mind is through which we can be mindful, right? Like this is the the idea through which mindfulness exists. Like what is mind? Okay, we're not going to go down that. <laughs> we're not going to go down that today. But, you know, we take our mind, not our brain or our bodies or, you know... We, we want to connect all of these things. We want to use awareness to connect all of these things and mindfulness, of course. But then when we use our minds, like what does that even mean then moving forward? What does it mean for the way that we interact with ourselves, with others, with the world, right? And so with that in mind, we're keeping this idea of, okay, but my mind is the one that's making these conscious observations, these conscious decisions. So I want to keep promises to myself. I want to learn to trust myself. I want to show up for myself. I want to be there for myself, have my own back. 
And then when things happen that are challenging, because life happens, okay, I wish I could say that at some point we all get to this point where we're just always feeling the same way, always feeling this great feeling, but that's not how it works, right? We feel all matter of things, highs, lows, middles, <laughs> left, right, all of it, right? So we keep that and we resource to things that are, that are our center, that are our anchor, our balance, and that we can use to restore harmony inside of ourselves. We, we, we can maintain some equanimity as we move through life. And this applies also to triggering situations or to challenging personalities. Or we think of difficult people, right? Especially as we talked about those situations when we were talking about insecure attachment or disorganized attachment, we may still interact with these people. We may still have contact with them. Maybe not, maybe we do. But whether or not we do, we will meet other people in our lives. And we will be challenged there as well. And we need to make sure that we understand, okay, how am I perceiving this? Am I perceiving this based on the fact that this is what I think to be true? Or this is what I believe to be true about the world? Am I just assuming I can't trust anyone? Has this person actually done something to, to make me feel like I can't trust them? Do I just have this fundamental lack of trust inside me? Right? How can I build that? then I'll feel more secure to actually trust someone else, right? I'll actually be able to, to come at different interactions from a receptive standpoint, right? From receptivity and not reactivity. So things like that. And then even in a difficult situation, when we get activated or when we get frightened by, a, by an unsafe person, right? And we go into that stress response, either because it's someone who reminds us of someone else or it's the person in question who, who, who we have a past with or whatever, right? We, we feel that and then we say, oh, okay, so there's that activation. There's my nervous system going, <laughs> like, like it actually does that. No, 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 but it goes like, uh-oh, uh-oh, stress response, like just send all the signals, like this is, you know, and it gets activated and then boom, we have that shutdown and then activation, and then we're all amygdala. Amygdala is like that siren, right? Like, ooh, um, big problem. My sound effects are really just on point today. <laughs> okay, so we have that. And then we can say, first things first, what is true here and now? We're taking a nice deep breath when we feel that activation, okay? So these are your resources. This is a bit of like your step-by-step -step for today, okay? And you can take this with you as you move th through your different situations and take this with you today as we wrap up this episode. When we get activated, we think, okay, no, no. I am showing up for myself right here, right now. I've got this. I can handle this. I am here for myself right here, right now. Thank you very much, nervous system. Thank you for the warning. Thank you for alerting me to a situation. I'll take it from here. Deep belly breaths. Remind your nervous system that everything is okay. We move out of reactivity into receptivity. Activation to regulation. Okay, I am safe here and now. I am safe here and now. Okay, now I look at the situation. Is this something that I am, now it could be something that we're reliving, re-experiencing through memory, or it's something that's actually happening in the moment and it's triggering. Either way, we're, we're feeling triggered. And so once we've done that first step, we then say, okay, is this something that I have to sort through or have I sorted through this already? Like, is this a situation or a dynamic or a relationship 
or, or an interaction that we've had before and I know this to be a certain way? Or is this something that I actually have to sort through something new? Okay, usually if, if we're going through this, we have to sort through to a certain extent. Not always. Sometimes it's not that we have to go through all the things. Sometimes it's really just sorting out what's happening in the moment. So we do that as well. And then we say, okay, what is my goal here? Would interacting with this person actually help me achieve my goal? Is there any resolution that can come from this? Yes or no? If yes, and this is usually the case with a with a safe person, then we want to have that co-regulation and work together to find resolution, right? But if it's not a safe person or it's not a healthy person or a healthy dynamic, it's a, it's a toxic dynamic or someone who behaves in toxic ways all the time, I can say to myself, okay, I'm being triggered because these are things that I know are not safe for me. All right. And I've, I've sorted through that. Like I know what's going on here and I'm going to sort through this right now as I'm doing this, I'm sorting through it right now as well, but is interacting with this person or trying to analyze this or trying to unpack this going to be helpful for me at any point? No, because I know this, I know what this is all about. There's no reasoning this out. There's no finding resolution here. So I'm going to be really clear with myself about my boundaries. I'm going to be very clear. Going beyond this, trying to analyze it, trying to make sense of this, is going beyond my boundaries. I am disrespecting my own boundaries here. I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not going all the way there. Not now. Not this time. I'm going to stay right here where I need to be, and I'm going to tend to my things and tend to my life. I have no business over there. I'm staying right here. And if they try to come here, I'm going to tell them, no, I'm not going to let them. Now, this is not necessarily like a physical proximity thing. This could be in terms of interactions, communication as well. But it's about that boundary work, right? We also have episodes, several episodes on boundary work. So you can go refer to those as well if you want more information on boundary work. And so I say, no, I'm not getting involved in that. And then what's the next step? Okay, then. So if I've regulated my nervous system and I'm in receptivity... And then I'm assessing the situation and saying, is this something where there's resolution and so I will interact and work with this person? So it's a loved one, something like a partner, a friend, something like that. Or is this something where I know this is no resolution? This is something that happens all the time. This is an unhealthy dynamic. Like I am not getting involved in this. Is that true? Okay, if it's the first one and there's resolution, we go do that part. We've also talked about repair and relationships, so you can go refer to that episode for that. But if it's the second one, and that's the one we're talking most about right now, if, we're, if it's that one, then we're clear with our boundaries, we're not going beyond our boundaries, we're not interacting with that, we do not have any business there. We come right back to where we are. Either way, we stay centered, yeah? Because healthy dynamics allow us to maintain security, even when we're contract resolving, Right? As in, it's up to us to maintain security, obviously, but healthy relationships, even when there's high intensity or there's an argument or there's something happening, yes, we can be removed from security in that moment because we're activated, of course, but we feel safe to come back and still interact after so that we can do that resolution. We feel safe to do that and still be safe. That's a sign that it's a healthy, secure relationship, generally speaking. But an unhealthy dynamic, we know that the only way we can interact with that person is to remove ourselves from security is to betray our own boundaries and get involved with something that we know is going to suck us into some vortex. Okay? And that's the thing. is like, okay, I, I see what's happening. I do not want to get involved with that. I'm going to stay right where I am. 
I love myself and I want to maintain that and act on that. So here I am. And then the next step is to say, right, what will I fill my heart with now then? What will I fill my, my mind with now? Where am I going to make that flow be? Because right now the flow is in a bit of that conflict or in a bit of that activation and that's okay. Life happens. So our flow will go that way, right? We'll, we'll put our energy towards something and then it's like, no, but if I'm redirecting because that's my move, then what's my next move? Where, where will I re redirect my energy then? Because if I stay that way, I'm still betraying my boundaries, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so where do I redirect my attention instead? Where do I redirect my energy? Toward the things that bring me joy toward those promises I keep to myself toward the routine I enjoy toward the life that I enjoy through to the to the my hobbies that bring me joy to the people that I love etc 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 and then when there are things to sort through and this is a little side note when there are things to sort through and there are things to sort through in life that does not mean that we need to engage with a difficult personality or a challenging person right like that is not something to sort through in that case. Like if we've decided, no, there is no resolution there, there's nothing to do from there. Those are your boundaries. Those are your boundaries. However, if there's something to sort out within yourself, that's your work. That's your journey. That's your business. You sort that out with yourself. And you can do so from a nice space of, again, receptivity so that you can recognize what you're feeling, recognize what's going on, accept them, right? We don't want to challenge them or try to resist. We just accept them for what they are. We validate our experience, right? Okay, this is difficult for me. I'm going to validate myself now. This will help really calm us. And then we can sort through and figure out, okay, what are the connections here? What are the, what are the links that I need to make? What's going on here? And then, of course, we separate ourselves from these situations from the thoughts from the feelings so that we can have our own existence and these other things can still be and that's always true right we are who we are we are the constant and then there are thoughts and then there are feelings and then there are situations and then there are right and so on and so forth but we are the constant okay <laughs> okay all right so I did say I didn't want this episode to be too too long but you know one thing led to another and boom here we are here we are okay so that's that that's what I wanted to talk about today uh, I will probably do more of this in the future given that it's a really great topic and um, and you know just it's something that we talk about a lot and I do get a lot of questions about this like navigating difficult emotions and thoughts of course I think that's that's something that we all want the answer to, right? And something that we all work at. Um, and just cultivating happiness. I don't only want to come at it from the angle of, oh yeah, life can get hard. How do we handle that? Let's focus on that. I mean, yes, that's that's part of the reality. But there's the other side, that we can also focus on the beautiful things that happen in life and all the other things that life has to offer and how we can direct our attention and our energy toward that, how that can become more of our flow. And the more we reside in that, the more we'll be able to remember when we are in an activation or when we when we are in a challenging situation or uh, when we're having, you know, a day of some kind, you know, because again, life happens, it's normal to feel like this, there's no shame, right? We're not trying to never feel like this, that's not possible. It's just that when life happens, as it does, and we are not feeling okay that our flow is in this 
harmonious, happy place that, you know, other things are happening that we can say, okay, how do I resource into that constant and find more peace, right? And maintain that equanimity throughout the different things that will happen when life happens, right? And stay and stay true to me, stay true to myself and, and still fill my heart with love and all those wonderful things. So that's what we're talking about. And that's what we will continue to talk about. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you very, very much for tuning in again this week. Thank you for being here with me and for letting me be a part of your day, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. May you be healthy. May you be secure. May you be peaceful and may you be filled with love. Bye-bye. Until next time. <laughs>